0: Welcome back to another edition of Waiver Wire Warrior, where I, Joe, am going to help you win week two of fantasy. First off, obviously my stardom situm last week was less than stellar. I will be the first one to admit that I thought Trey Lance would dominate regardless of how the weather was. Nope. Um, I'm still high on the tra- Trey Lance train, which means I'm really high on the Brandon Ayuk train. It's just going to take some time to really get that offense going. I think that it's going to be a learning curve for him, to get some actual in-game reps, and hopefully that this week against Seattle is the week that Trey Lance finally pops off and proves me right. We'll see. Um, The injury to Dak Prescott, CeeDee Lamb not performing, Mike Williams not giving you anything, Cortland Sutton not giving you anything, had me look into the waiver wire to find some solid options. He's got a lot of targets. Maybe not scored a lot of points, but got a lot of targets in the offenses that they're in, and to possibly give us a chance to utilize them in our offenses. Both these guys I'm about to name, they're hardly rostered in any leagues. You can get them. The first one, we're going to go with Zay Jones, Jaguars offense. He's a wide receiver. After week one, it looks like he has replaced Marvin Jones as the number two guy in that offense. All right? I 100% think that he's going to continue that sort of uh, target share because they're all healthy and he got that target share week one. He got nine targets for six catches and 65 yards, no touchdowns. But with that kind of target share, I feel like some scores are going to be coming. He got 12.5 points in PPR leagues last week. That's a solid flex option if you're, or, you know, uh, got a, a decent ceiling you're looking at there to possibly get you over the hump in some of these matchups this week. Another guy. Dortch out of Arizona. He came out and uh, he had nine targets as well. I think he had six catches and about the same amount of yardage as uh, Zay Jones. I'm higher on Zay Jones than I am on Dortch because Zay Jones is performing in an offense that is fully healthy. He is only rostered in about 7.5% of leagues. All right. Those are people who picked him up on the waiver wire, who couldn't get uh, some of these other options that are out there. Now, a lot of people are going to try to grab the higher scorers from last week the the Robbie Andersons, the, um, you know, some of those guys. The guys put up 20 points, but you have to look at the targets, right? Uh, Duvernay there in Baltimore is another example. He had four targets. He caught all four of them, and they were a lot of. Chunk plays and he got some touchdowns, but you can't rely on that week to week. That's very that's very streakish. It's a high ceiling, but it's a really low floor. I'm not sold on Duvernay. I think he'll continue to get some of the the bigger shots downfield, but facing better defenses, he may not get a lot of those catches that you were seeing against a Jets secondary that outside of I believe it is what Sauce Gardner. Really, it doesn't have much uh, and probably isn't going to finish better than third in the AFC East. Zay Jones, on the other hand, I think is going to be able to produce the points he, he produced regularly and have a high ceiling as well. And that's why I'm really high on Zay Jones. Dorch, I'm I'm going to say this for a short term. If you have Rondale Moore, if you have DeAndre Hopkins and you took them late because... You know, Moore got hurt, and Hopkins is suspended for the first six games. Dorch is your Rondale Moore, DeAndre Hopkins fill-in until those guys come back. All right? So he's going to continue to get those targets. He's going to continue to get those looks. But when Rondale Moore comes back, his snaps are going to go down, and Rondale Moore's is going to go up, and you're going to start to see that level off for Dorch. I don't know if he's going to be able to sustain that once. That offense gets healthy. And that being said, like so, if you're looking for a short-term thing and you have DeAndre Hopkins on your bench, I would go pick up Dorch, start Dorch. He's going to get the looks as long as Rondale's not healthy. And it's still not looking. It's still unknown if he's going, if Rondale Moore is going to play this week. So Dorch is a short-term answer. Zay Jones could possibly be a long, all-season answer as long as he stays healthy. Speaking of health, Ty Montgomery. Uh, he had a higher uh, snap share than Ron, Ramondre Stevenson did last week. He was the pretty much the only viable running back option in fantasy for the Patriots last week. He was my dark horse, uh, I believe I, I had spoken about, as possibly um, being one of the dark horses and give that James White role. If you remember James White, he was a guaranteed 10 points in fantasy every single week based on his, his how they used him in third down situations and inside the red zone as a receiving back. That was Ty Montgomery. Now it's looking like it's going to be the Damian Harris, Ramondre Stevenson show. I'm still really high on Ramondre Stevenson. I think that he has a better uh, pass-catching ability than Damian Harris does. I think he runs a better route than Damian Harris does. And I think in PPR leagues, Ramondre Stevenson, over the course of the season, should outperform Damian Harris based on that, especially since Ty Montgomery is now on IR. Now, it remains to be seen if they're going to bring him back after four games or if he comes back at all this season. If he doesn't come back at all, look for Ramondre Stevenson, Damian Harris to be the one-two punch. And maybe they have a J.J. Taylor or a Pierre Strong who is there in case there's an injury that comes up. Um... But Ramondre Stevenson, to me, is a start this week against Pittsburgh. No T.J. Watt. That Pittsburgh defense is still stellar, but I feel that they're going to really use Ramondre Stevenson a bit more. They're definitely going to use Damian Harris a bit more, but I think Ramondre Stevenson is going to get the bulk share of Ty Montgomery's snaps. Speaking of injuries, you have Dak Prescott going down. We all saw how that hurt C.D. Lamb. Dak's injury doesn't seem to be overly... Lengthy, the the Cowboys are so po- uh, positive he's coming back early that they didn't even bother to put him on IR, which would have been four games. Which that means that Dak's, they're expecting Dak to be back within a month, is what that tells me, right? Because if you put him on short term IR, he can come back in four games. If they're not going to do that. Obviously, they think his shelf time is less than four games, and so this might be a time if you if CD Lamb doesn't perform week two and there's still some uncertainty on the length of to be down and you have a pretty decent wide receiver core that you feel like you can win a few matchups with, try to get CD lamb on, on a bargain. You, I feel the same way about Cortland Sutton. These are guys that, you know, didn't perform, didn't put up points, possibly hurt someone week one, and they're ready to move off of them. Right? If you need wide receiver help, there are plenty of people out there to go get wide receiver help from, uh, running backs is going to be a little tougher. You might be able to do some package deals on that. Uh, The running backs who performed were expected to perform. The ones who didn't, didn't. Travis Etienne Jr. is an option. uh, But right now it looks like it's James Robinson who's going to get the early down and the red zone work. That really hurts Etienne's uh, prospects of being a viable fantasy option. Uh, He would have had more points. Uh, Trevor Lawrence overthrew him. It really hurt his fantasy value. If he's not going to score a touchdown, Travis Etienne is kind of a boomer bust play. But James Robinson, who scored, I believe it was 19 points this week, That's a viable option. That's the guy you're going to want to get right now. Uh, There's a chance that maybe he's out there. You got a lot of quarterbacks who are hurting. You got a lot of quarterbacks underperformed. You might be able to do a package deal to get James Robinson off somebody who didn't have a good week. Those are the kind of guys you want to target. You want to target the people who are high ceiling, usually reliable players who just didn't have a good week. This is the time to go try to get those trades done, go try to get those trades proposed and see if you can pull those players onto your team to possibly help you later in the week. Like I said, that's CD Lamb, that uh, Khalil Herbert. He's out there. He had a pretty good, good week. Miles Sanders, you could sell high on Miles Sanders right now. Miles Sanders had a great week. It's one of the best weeks I've seen for Miles Sanders in a long time. Uh, Miles Sanders has killed me in fantasy at least two out of the last three years. Um, But he had a really good week. You could sell high on Miles Sanders right now and possibly get some return that you normally wouldn't have gotten for Miles Sanders uh, if someone needs some running back help. These are the things you need to be thinking about, right? Long-term gains. If one guy gave you a good week but it usually isn't that reliable to do what he just did, you might want to sell on him now before he tanks on you later when you need him in the playoffs later in the year or something like that to win your fantasy league. But I've been Joe for Waiver Wire Warrior. Hopefully some of the things I've talked about, it helps you win in week two. I picked up Zay Jones. I picked up Dorch. They're both on my roster right now in one of my leagues. I'm pretty sure I picked up Zay Jones in both, of, or at least two of the four fantasy leagues I'm in right now. Uh, I do have to call out to Rob uh, for in the House Call podcast. Rob beat me this week. Uh, I had underperformed. Uh, Keenan Allen got hurt, and uh, a couple other things happened in my fantasy league there in the House Call Podcast. And he had Jerry Judy, who absolutely popped off in what was an absolutely a dismal, abysmal game for Denver. One bright spot was Jerry Judy, and Rob loved every second of it. So hats off to Rob. Congratulations. You got me. You got the you got the fantasy guy in the L column this week, Rob. Nice. It won't happen again. I promise you. I'm winning that. Fancy Football League. I swear it's going to happen. Why the fuck you lying? Why you always lying? Mm, oh my God. Stop fucking lying. But, you know, check us out on all the platforms. Head on over to the House Call podcast. Give them a follow and like. Give us a follow and like. We're on Instagram. We're on YouTube. We're on Twitter. We're on Twitch. Or uh, not Twitch. Uh, TikTok. Head over there. Give us a like. Give us a Follow. Subscribe to our channel. We got giveaways coming up. You know, we got sponsors uh, Liquid IV's got a code. Rob, you can put the code in the bottom of this video. Uh, head on over to Liquid IV You know, great great product. Good for hydration. Absolutely love it. Use it for outside and yard work when I'm, I'm Competing in sports doing anything that's gonna give me a sweat. I'm um, Got Liquid IV right by my side. I prefer the guava flavor. It's absolutely phenomenal. It's not too overpowering Mixes really well. Just one packet, sixteen ounces of water gives you all the hydration you need. Three times the electrolytes. I'm telling you, we got a code. You can get twenty percent off and uh, free shipping if, on your first order there at Liquid IV. So head over there. You know, get the code. It's uh, the underscore house underscore podcast or house the underscore house underscore call underscore podcast. It's a mouthful. Easier when you see it down here in the video. Head on over there, get yourself some liquid IV, stay hydrated, and I'll see you next time. we will just start off on a roll. Looking at that Dolphins at Ravens game. So the spread as we're sitting here recording is currently at three and a half with Ravens as the favorites and an over under total of 44 and a half. So I'll throw this over at you, Joe. Where's your head at on this game? I I wasn't impressed with what the Dolphins did last week. I mean, their offense only put up 10, uh, was it? 10 points, 13 points with the two field goals and their defense put up the other seven for that 20 to seven victory. Um, I wasn't impressed with anything that Tua did outside of a 46 yard broken coverage touchdown to Jalen Waddell, they have six points. So I think that the Ravens are a safe pick here going forward. I think that they're probably gonna go under that total. I don't see the Ravens dumping on a lot of points on that Dolphins defense, but I don't see the Dolphins being able to throw up a lot of points either.